this week on So Rare Down Under. Let's stop talking about the Premier League. No one cares about the Premier League. People. I've got a Borak Yilmaz poster in my room, and let me tell you, the ladies like it. When you think of the threshold that that son has brought in for you, you know, it'll make you love that child just a little bit more. The carpet, he has hurt me in the past, but I'm like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm ready changed. to hurt again. He's a changed man. He's Turkish now. <laughs> G'day, mates. Uh, welcome back in. The boys are back. Uh, it is, I mean, the city is alive in Melbourne at the moment because the Champions League is here. Uh, and not the Champions League, you may think. No one cares about how, you know, Atletico Madrid are doing. How's Arsenal faring in their first time returning to the competition? Who cares? Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah. Oh! oh! Boring. We've got the AFC Champions League, baby. I mean, Alistair, I tell you what, getting out of work was an absolute nightmare. Amy Park, absolutely buzzing. Uh, the vent for it, Kofu fans, there was about three of them already lined up. Ooh, burn! Three hours before kickoff. Um, I mean, this, I mean, a, a Japanese Div 2 team coming to Australian shores, Melbourne City in action. I mean, what's not to like? It's been a very exciting past couple of weeks. We've had people asking us, Alistair, they're saying, boys, you're from Australia. I suddenly have some bloody utility. It's incredible. Yeah, we had the great John Nellis sliding into our DMs uh, the wee hours of this morning asking if his uh, unique Aziz Bayhitch, um, you know, was going to get a look in this weekend. I think we told him that, yes, he will be starting. Um, so, you know, high stakes there. We're dealing with a, a unique. Um, then we either have completely ruined his, his weekend or uh, or we've made it for him. But... Hey, it's our time to shine, baby. So rare down under the AFC Champions League. It's all anyone's talking about. Like you said, you're, you're way for Champions League. Old news. I mean, the reason why I want to talk about uh, the AFC Champions League, Elster, is, I mean, you sort of spoiled one game this morning when you'd let me know that one of my players had conceded in the last minute, but I actually haven't seen or uh, found out any of the results from the Champions League in Europe yet. Uh, and something I'm wanting to do later after we finish recording this episode. So let's not talk about that Champions League. Well, let's not give any spoilers away anyway. Um, but definitely what I want to talk about is, uh, yeah, like you said, Sarah is in Australia. It's been pretty cool the past week or so. People are putting out their lineups. These are A-League players that are going into lineups. They've got some utility at last. I know. I mean, I don't know about you. Well, you don't have any A-League players in your gallery, do you? Or Danny do you? Vukovic. Danny Vukovic. Okay. Well, maybe you haven't experienced this thrill yet, but... When I logged into my lineup builder and I saw that Melbourne City logo pop up, whoo, it felt good. It felt tasty. It felt good deep inside my loins. So, no, you're too excitable. Drank. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to have the game on tonight and cheer on my boys, and it'll be fun to, um, fun to, yeah, see how they fare on a Sarare front. Like, I think I've, I've got an Aziz Bay Hitch, Tolgay Arslan, and got one other player. Can't remember who it is, but yeah. You know, finally, these players that I picked up for a couple of bucks a few months ago have finally come good, so I'm excited. Gotta figure out how to make money on this. I really want to. Did you pick them up after they'd gone to A-League, or had you got them from previous competitions? No, I picked as soon as they announced that they were signing with the A-League, obviously their pl prices plummeted, uh, and I, I swooped in and picked up a few. And I know there's quite a few people on the um, on the kind of Australian Sorare community notice boards on Twitter that have picked up Many more than I have. Um, 
So I'm sure they're having a great time right now. But yeah, no, I, it kind of went through a phase of just picking up any player that announced that they were coming to the A-League and had a card. Do you remember someone on Twitter sent us a screenshot of all the Danny Vukovic's they owned? And mm. it was like it was like a Fred Emmings kind of collection. Like they had countless limiteds, rares. I think they had a super rare in there. It was um, kind of scary, not going to lie. Yeah, so, I, uh, you know, pour some out for that guy because I'm pretty sure that their game isn't covered. I don't think they're in the Champions League. I think they're in the AFC Cup. Maybe maybe that's like qualifying for the AFC Champions League, And if in which case if they get through. I, I'm not sure of the coverage implications because I, I thought that we were going to be able to use our Vukovic's this weekend. Disappointed! Uh, this midweek, sorry. And they do have a fixture, but... I looked at it a bit, little more closely, and it's the AFC Cup, so it doesn't look like it's covered. But maybe someone out there can correct us, because yeah, it would be a real shame for that guy not to at least get to use, you know, one of his Danny Vukovic's. I mean, it makes sense though, because Melbourne City they're versing a J two team, which I mean, say what you will, but um, Central Coast Mariners they're playing a Malaysian team, Terengganu FC. Then they're versing like Bali United. I mean. This is where, so like, if, if it was Bali covered United, on Surrey, Bintang United is what they should be called. Um, but, I mean, that's Wheel. when you're, you'd be licking your lips if that game was covered because that has to be, like, a 10-0 result, right? Like I said, I, I, it, it's, always a, it's always a funny one seeing Australian A-League clubs come up in, against these kind of, you know, random clubs you've never heard on of in Asia because often they lose and you're like, oh, I thought we were better than that. So <laughs> let's not get too excited. Let's not lick those lips too much. Um, well, the- you know, you never know. The Malaysian <laughs> league might be stronger than we think. Nick Mana. No, 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 no. And this is, I mean, this is just sums up the A-League, Alistair. Last week, Melbourne City travelled to South Australia to verse one of their local clubs, just a local South Australian football club where Mm -hmm. their social media admins clearly run by Karen at the canteen. Um, It was the most salty and edgy uh, game day tweeting I've ever seen in my life. Like, I think when they conceded a penalty, it was like, ooh, a gush of wind came through and down they went. Penalty with the eye rolling emoji. Um, and then post match, they posted the empty seat with the reserve sign, being like, "Melbourne City, where are you? Our volunteers have been cooking since five a.m. and you left early. This is a disgrace." And it was just, <laughs> that sums up Australian football. Melbourne City won by one goal in the last minute of play. Like that should be a seven nil drubbing, but you know, here's mm, the mm. Karen FC almost beating a professional outfit. Well, it's the it's the you know, I think I mean England has the the FA Cup, and you know we. Teams go on just these incredible runs in that. Uh, what's ours called? The FFA Cup? Maybe. Slightly, I think it's called Australia Cup. Just a slight variation. It's called Australia Cup. Oh, it's called the Australia Cup now. Okay. It used to be called the FA, FFA Cup or something, but obviously <laughs> must have got in trouble for that one. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's just one of those amazing competitions where you've got the best of the best in the A-League coming up against, you know, uh, Moorabbin United um, with with you know, Dave coming straight from the tuck shop and on to play on the wing. Like, okay. it's, it's, it's what football's all about. Yeah. Um, now, we'll, we'll touch on the A-League very shortly. Obviously, a lot has changed since our last A-League episode. Um, pretty much everyone that we talked about has left the league, um, is probably no longer covered or not doing very well. Um, mm. 
But Alistair, before we do that, obviously international window has come and gone. Um, very frustrating time for a lot of Surrey users, but also a very profitable time for some if you played your cards mm. right and had the right players in the right positions. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, uh, there's obviously an international break coming up in uh, in October as well. So is it October? I think it might be October. So, you know, potentially there's opportunity there to plan again. Obviously, you know, we uh hesitant to advise anyone to plan too far ahead. But, you know, October, hopefully there's no kind of massive collapse between now and then. October? November? It's in a couple of months anyway. Um, and I think there's lots to be learned, you know. Whoever's playing San Marino, whoever's playing Liechtenstein, stack them up, you know. Uh, and now's probably the time to do that. So, you know, if you've got a bit of cash lying around and you want to take a bit of a punt on trying to flip some of these players, you know, now might be the now might be the occasion, but... And I mean, they call it the world game, but let's take a second and show some appreciation and, and throw out some feeling for these poor national outfits that just got absolutely smashed and their pants pulled down over the past couple of weeks. I mean, we had Georgia, 7-1 loss. Uh, Latvia conceded five against Croatia. Bolivia, 5-1 to Brazil. Cyprus lost 6-0 uh, to Spain. And my boy Carol Metz in a tough 5-0 loss for Estonia <laughs> against Belgium. I mean... Look at the mask of my boy. Surely at this point they're going to stuff this. I'm going to go back to my random league in the middle of Europe and I'm never going on the international stage again. Oh, look, I mean, you know, you think about that Georgian team, that one goal, everyone's off their head. Everyone's having a great time. So, you know, I think, I think all these guys, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure they're all playing in various leagues around the place, but I'm sure it doesn't matter if you're getting beaten 7-1, you get to chuck on the national jersey and go out there and, you know try and break the few break a few legs it's yeah <laughs> there's nothing like going studs up into messy to really make you feel good about yourself yeah exactly i mean it's pretty it's pretty ironic isn't it Alistair? australia has one good world cup and all of a sudden we're making fun of other national outfits we are still a joke as a you know as a country on the soccer bitch so <laughs> harsh harsh but yeah. fair harsh but fair um, but what else have you made? Obviously, the Cap 240, the new uh, layout, I guess you could call it, is, has arrived? Yeah, new new competition kind of rules. So got to hit 280 now, and you get your XP is now applied and captain bonus. So, uh, I mean, I mean, I I still stand by what I said a few weeks ago when they announced it. I think they'll change it to 300 pretty soon. I think 280 will be way too easy to hit. Um, you know, you just think about... For anyone who's got any kind of depth, you know, if you've got some players that are sitting up around that seven, eight, nine percent, you know, by the time you factor in an extra twenty-five percent for your captain, you know, it, I think it'll make it a lot, a lot easier. So, as someone who was opted out of the threshold uh, at the last second this weekend, um, fuck you, Opta. Opta. Um, you know, I'm all for these changes because I do feel it's going to be a bit easier. What about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I've hit it like once in the past three months. So um, anything, any kind of change is good. I thought it was very ironic that you texted me being like, ha ha, four man threshold. How good. <laughs> Easy done. And then a day later, your hopes just absolutely dashed. I mean, come on. I So I was on track for a, a ripper score in Cap 240 Super Air. Um, you know, all my boys were banging. Daniel Wass is back, baby. Uh, and then, sure enough, Nicola Storm pulls up sore in the warm-up. He's out with a with a, a precautionary resting. 
Um, it's like, okay, it's right. Look, we can, we've got a shot at the four man thresher here and the four man thresher is, you know, it's a, it's a rare beast, but, um, it only comes along every so often and it's a proud moment to hit the four man threshy. And I feel like Optus should have taken that into consideration. They should have been like, look, we can take a couple of jewels off Geordie Van Leberg, Sure. But this guy's going for the four man threshy. Let's cut him a little bit, a little bit of slack, but no. No. Well, (laughs) actually, Alistair, do you remember this? Now, this is a massive trip down memory lane. I missed out on a threshold, I think it was, or a reward. This is probably my first three months of playing Sorare, and I messaged messaged you, and I said, Alistair, is it any chance that Sorare have bumped me down these points so I miss out on the threshold? And you said, mate, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think they've got bigger fish to fry than, you know, worrying about a guy who has a $500 gallery. Do you remember that, or is that just me? I don't remember that. I mean, it may, if if that is the case, it would have been before I knew that Opta was a thing, because, you know, maybe, you know, I, I, I'm sure that I, my logic at the time was, Sorare aren't going to punish you, mate, but I, as we now know very well, Opta will punish you, no problem. They're heartless bastards. <laughs> So I don't know. I, I don't remember that, but <laughs> it could be. It could be true. Who knows? It might. It I think that true. might just be the recurring nightmare that you have uh, every other weekend, and you're just confusing real life um, yeah. with dream time. Yeah, it's like how people will. Yeah, they'll some subconsciously change their memory to alter what makes them feel good about themselves. Um, exactly. Exactly. So forgetting Opta, let's let's not talk about Opta ever again. Um, You've been doing a bit of thinking. You've been you've you've been rubbing your hands together, looking forward to getting back into limiteds. Um, you may have lost your mind slightly, but look, I'm I'm all here for it. Um, we talked a little bit last week about how, you know, we've both reached a point I think where we've just kind of given ourselves up to the so rare gods. We know we've got a good squad, but we're just not hitting the right buttons at the right time. Um, we're both happy to just roll our teams out now and focus a little bit more on having fun. And you're doing that with some limiteds. Everyone wants to know, who are you buying? Yep, I'm ready to hurt again. Um, also, I'm ready to delve myself into the Premier League. I mean, it's the only league that you can get really good quality and lots of easy access to. Um, I mean, I've already got my foot in the door. I've got a keen interest. I'm a big Liverpool fan. Um, obviously, Angie's taken the helm at Tottenham. I've been watching a few of their, their games. Uh, there's a couple of players I just really like, and as we've sort of discussed in previous podcasts, there's all these guys that I've always wanted to get. Like, I think they're great players. They're in a great league, but I can't make the jump financially uh, up in the rares. Mm. So I'm thinking, why not get myself maybe a defensive stack and an attacking stack and a couple of players from the Premier League? So similar to how I got into the MLS, where I'll start watching Portland Timbers games and Coincidentally, I've watched more Minnesota games in the past two months now that I have a Reynoso than I ever have before. Mm. I'm assuming that logic will carry through and I'll start watching other teams rather than just watching Liverpool every week. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I, I like that a lot. So now, what are you thinking? Have you got any players in mind? Yeah, this might make people pull their hair out. But what I'm thinking, Alistair, my logic. So I'm thinking I'm going to go a defensive stack of one team and then an attacking stack of the other. Groundbreaking. Dude, you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think that a full five-man stack... Obviously, every team has their day once in the season, but I think for more consistency, 
going a more defensive team yep. with a more attacking team is going to be my golden ticket. I'm thinking a Chelsea defensive stack. Uh, I remember we did Moon or Dune a couple of weeks ago and I said, Robert to Sanchez to Chelsea, what do you think? And you said, I don't care. Well, I really like Sanchez. Always have. Okay. Um, and I think even though they've had such a bad start, they've only conceded like maybe eight goals or something like that, which is like three or four more than the likes of Arsenal and City and co. Um, yep. Think of pairing him with a Thiago Silva, super consistent, or any of those defenders okay. anyway. Uh, and then this is where things get fun. I'm I'm thinking... You're not concerned about Silva being 105 years old? He's like 0. 0.002 or something. So even if his legs fall off, what's the okay. loss? That's what you mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and for attacking, I mean, I already watched a lot of their games anyway because I've got a soft spot for Tottenham. But I mean, now that Ange is at the helm, when Tottenham win, they win big. I wouldn't mind a Tottenham stack, or is that just copying you? I want to be like you. No, it's not copying me, really. I mean, my uh, I need to kind of re rejig my Tottenham stack. I've I've got my sights kind of set on a James Madison super rare at some point. Not right now, but I would love to stack Hyung Min and and Madison. I love I, I like the look of Madison out there at the moment. So, um, yeah. So I'm copy copy away, mate. You 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 got to do whatever your little heart wants. Um, I mean, there's a few players to choose from. There at Spurs at the moment. Um, who are you thinking in particular? Who do you like the look of? Yeah, so I had a little look before we started recording at different teams, and I just think Tottenham have got a really like high L15 average across the team because it's funny. There are some teams where they've got their one star player, but on the Sarare front, they all kind of share the points a little bit. Um, I think a mm-hmm. Madison, 100%. I think. I totally agree with your logic. I think a Hyunmin Son is still super undervalued, especially in the limiteds as well. Yeah. Um, and hey, maybe maybe get a Rashalson off the bench. Got a little Ange pep talk. <laughs> Mastermind. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I mean, Ange, Ange knows best. That was that was pretty incredible. That kind of whole storyline last week of you know Richarlison feeling feeling down in the dumps and then coming on and scoring a goal and getting an assist to win the game and, you know, getting pushed forward in front of the fans. It's, you know, Ange knows how to get, get the, get the boys behind the, behind the team, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, look, I like, I like the Tottenham stack, you know, I don't know too much about Chelsea, but I know they've got some pretty good fixtures coming up. So yeah, you thinking full Tottenham stack or you thinking maybe chuck in a few of your kind of other favorite players, you know, your James Ward Prouses. And I, I know you're a big Matoma fan. Like what are you, mm. what are you thinking? So funny you should mention. So the other teams I was contemplating was a Brighton stack. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, is it Gross? Yeah. The midfielder, he's yep. been scoring really well. The odd decisive, obviously Matoma would be great. Um, and then West Ham are also pretty high scoring. They're scoring a lot of goals. Um, obviously, again, you know, uh, Ward-Prowse is probably, probably a sell hay, but um, maybe in the limiteds it's not as bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that's where I'm sort of going at. And then maybe what are your thoughts on buying a full stack? So maybe buying a full Spurs stack for when they play Luton Town, you know, once a year or twice a year, sorry. <laughs> yep. And then having a defender and a goalkeeper from Chelsea so that on the 
game weeks where Tottenham do have a really tough fixture could potentially interchange and play the match up a little bit. Obviously, that means a little bit more upfront investment. Yep. But I feel like that could be a good play. Yeah, I think Tottenham, I mean, it seems like Ange Ball is going to be very attacking. So I think even against good teams, they should score some goals. So I think you can't really go wrong with that. And I think, yeah, you want to have a a pretty good balance of a squad. Um, Ideally, I guess, if you can run two teams, you know, one which might be just kind of leftovers, you know, maybe in a 240 or a 270, and then one which is your main squad each week. Um, I mean, I do really like the look of the Tottenham keeper. Vicario, he looks solid as, so I don't think you can go too wrong there. And, well, we'll talk a little bit about Christian Romero in a bit, but he's actually looked really solid to the start of the year as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've got the budget to, to you know, pick up a squad of, say, 10 players, maybe maybe try and pick up, like, a cheap goalkeeper to ro- rotate with Sanchez, depending on, you know, the lineup, the, the, the matchups. I don't know. I guess it comes down to your budget, but, yeah, I'm all mm. for it. Because I just feel like knowing limited... Obviously, we talk about it's hard to win in Serrea. It makes no sense to go into limited where it's harder to win. But I think what's more likely is because you can buy the good players. If you hit a good score, you will win. But I feel like you're a lot more likely to win those shittier guys, which I think is why I need a 240 to go alongside with it. Because a lot of those rewards I win, I think, will be guys that are going to be 240 kind of players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So make sure you... yeah. Pick yourself up two keepers so you can always run that 240 team. Yeah, for sure. I think you probably mm. got a few kind of scrap limiteds left over as well in your, in your gallery that you could probably chuck in in the meantime. Yeah, there's a few guys in Saudi, a few guys <laughs> playing off in random parts of Europe that might come back in as well. You never know. <laughs> hey, with limiteds, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Well, look, let's stop talking about the Premier League. No one cares about the Premier League. People, you know, we've. People are sick of it. It's it's done. The Premier League's day. Old news. Let's talk more about the A-League, baby. Can somebody please tell me when is A-League? Uh, that's what people really want to hear. Uh, Simon, you are our resident A-League ep- expert. I must admit, I haven't been following it that much, um, you know, on account of not really being into soccer until, you know, pretty recently, thanks to Sorare. This season, I'm much more likely to be invested, watch a few more games on the weekend, get behind the Melbourne City boys. Obviously, I've got a few Soraya cards there, so we'll be hoping that we can get some license news from Nicholas coming up. But tell us, what's going on? Like, what's what's happening in the A-League? You know, have we had any big signings? Have we got any new international players? What's, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, it has been quite the off-season for the A-League. I mean... As we've mentioned a few times, if you've listened to previous podcasts, the A-League is kind of that level between the lower European leagues and then some of those farmer leagues of, you know, your Malaysias and Bali Uniteds and such. Uh, This season, obviously, we saw such a big uh, departure list of high-profile players. I mean, we had um, Jordan Boss initially break the transfer record for his $2 deal to Westerlo, and then Marco Tilio topped that. I think it was like $2.5 to Celtic, um, and then, of course, your man, uh, Jaden or Jason Cummings, whatever you want to call him, Alster, uh, after winning the the league for the Central Coast <laughs> Mariners, up. off he went to the Indian League. So he's gone. Um, and then <laughs> The Craig Indian Goodwin. League, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, how good. Um, but these are all guys that we were like, when we did our initial A-League scouting, we're like, these are the top guys, pretty much the top five players in the league have left, which is huge. Um, 
And most recently, Yikes. Craig Goodwin leaving Adelaide United, which is huge. Um, obviously, he would have been mm. the go-to guy if Sarre ever did onboard the A-League. He was the main man at Adelaide United, did everything, took all pens, yeah. took sets. Um, and a funny, funny little segue off that, Alster, is the way the club has handled that. So this is that happened very late in the transfer window. Basically, he's decided to leave for Saudi. It's obviously been a last-minute deal. And now this is a man that is loved by the fans, loved by the club, like Craig Goodwin, the Socceroo. He was everything for Adelaide. He left. They put out one video saying a message from Craig, and it was him just being like, look, I'm leaving. That's it. (laughs) There was no graphic. There was no video. There was nothing on social. So I'm assuming someone high up's gone, you know. Salty. Come on, get out of here. Yeah, got the, got the salty attitude towards Craig, but I just couldn't believe that. Like, you're captain leaving a club and you're not even going to acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, so what does that say about the A-League, Simon? Is, are we looking, you know, are things going downhill? Are we, are, are there any, is there anything positive on the horizon? Well, look, I mean, there's a few little tidbits of positivity coming through. Obviously, with all those players leaving, we've seen a lot of players come and with Melbourne City in particular losing a lot of their international guys, my boy Richie van der Ven, he only lasted one season. He went off to the Swiss League, I think it was. <laughs> um, devastating. Um, but they've brought in some really good guys to replace them. I think the main one, Tolge Arslan, uh, he'll be in action for Melbourne City tonight. Um, that's a big one. I think from all reports, he's been crushing it in the preseason. Like main man kind of attitude. He took a pen in their latest Australia Cup clash against some that random um, South Australian team. So I feel like he's the new Craig Goodwin, potentially. <laughs> um, and your boy, yep. Alistair, actually, Matthew Leckie, injured, so he's out for the start of the season. Um, Andrew Naboot, ah. also season-ending injury there. So they brought in Leo Natel from Corinthians. So it's all happening at Melbourne City. Um, okay. Leo Natel came in from... Uh, like a young Brazilian talent, I think. Um, How do you spell that? N-A-T-E-L. Let's see if he's got a card. He should do. He does not have a card. Oh. Well, he's not going to have one anyway. He's in the A-League. Um, but then also, I think, if you're looking for another midfielder, Florin Berengay also left Melbourne City. Uh, he's gone across to Brisbane Raw. I think Berengay won Melbourne City's Player of the Year the season prior to the last one just mm-hmm. gone. Um, you know, talk about the eye test. Had to do a match report on him every week. He is actually a really good player um, coming from the French League. That kind of guy, like really good like passer, interlinking of play. And Brisbane Raw kind of suck. And you talk about a main man, Alster. I feel like Florin Berengay is going to go there and like he'll be the guy. Because he he was, to be fair, the poor bloke was coming off like a serious knee injury coming into a Melbourne City team, which was deemed the greatest of the past decade. Um, so they'll just bring him off the bench, which is probably not worthy of his talents, I guess you could say. Um, and then to finish off, Alistair, is a Melbourne victory stack. So Daniel Alzani, remember him? Mm. Yeah. Love so, a bit of Alzani. Yeah. So he was a bit of a product, I think, 2018. That World Cup, he was like coming off the bench, had some really good performances, was playing really well for Melbourne City. Um, he went to, I think, MacArthur, and he's back at Melbourne Victory now. Um, 
He's had a full preseason. I was in the gym with him the other day next to him on the bike. He's looking fit. He's looking ready to go. Um, so I feel like he's one that like, if he hits his straps, if they get like 70, 80% <laughs> of a former Daniel Alzani, he'll be great. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, you cannot get more kind of close to the source information than Simon on a treadmill next to the players. So, wow. Yeah. You know, tell you what, if the A-League ever does come on board, you will need to immediately start a Patreon where you basically just share facts from the treadmill. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, I was doing some barbells next to De Silva yesterday. He was looking pretty strong. Oh, he's probably in for a big AA performance this weekend. Yeah, so you can't really, you won't be able to give anyone any kind of insight as to, you know, tactics or Soraya strategy, but you will be able to give people bod updates uh, as to how sexy the players are looking. Yeah, and maybe I can, for an extra feed charge, I can take some sneaky picks, like a bit of proof. Mm. You know, when yep, um, Daniel Alvani's doing lapel, his lapel camera. Yeah, when he's doing his calf raises, I could be like, yep, left calf looking good, looking strong. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, now, so just quickly to, to wrap up the A-League discussion, I know it's not everyone's cup mm. of tea, but I do think it's interesting yep. because it's a, an unknown league to a lot of people. Um, is I mean, you touched on him just before. The impact that Ange Postacoglu has had down in Australia and for Australia football mm. is massive. Absolutely. Um, I mean, as a Spurs fan, I'm I'm stoked to have him on board. Um, I must be. I must admit, I'll I'll be honest. When Ange was the Socceroos coach, I didn't think too much of him. Um, I wasn't, you know, overly stoked with his results. Um, but that was, you know, dealing with a pretty rough Socceroos team that was kind of, you know, all of our best players had retired. So maybe I was judging him a little too harshly. But yeah, he seems like you know. He seems like he's got a good culture going on over there. And I think for Australian football, it's always, you know, our, our spikes in our kind of footballing talent always come about when we've got someone who's in the Premier League, who's in the, the limelight. You know, Harry Kuehl kind of started it all, Tim Cahill. Um, we haven't really had anyone that's kind of really kicked off. Uh, but now with Ange back in the Prem, I think it's, it's you know, should be a really good thing for, for Aussie football. Yeah, and just like the way he's handling the media, like he's saying mate in every second sentence, every second word almost. Yeah, yeah, mate. And like he's really like playing on that whole Australian sort of, not alter ego, I guess that's him, that's how he is, but like that real relatable, just everyday kind of guy. And I mean, we saw it in that Rashalison story where he's talking about how professional footballers think that they're untouchable when they're not actually in... I just think the way that he's doing it and that everyone in England, the general gist that we're getting over in Australia, that everyone really, they love Ange Postacoglu. He's the feel-good story at the moment. I mean, it was the same at Celtic. Everyone loved him at Celtic. I just feel like that's really smart because knowing Tottenham, they're probably going to fuck it up somewhere along the line. They're probably going to start playing really bad. Yeah. And he's going to need yep. like that crowd and popul popularity to get him through, where in the past, like Mourinho, Conte, they're kind of dicks to reporters. So as soon as the team yeah. stop playing well, the reporters bite back. That's a very good point. Uh, and I mean, Spurs love a, a, a strong start, you know, and then a, a strong fade away. So I'm not getting my hopes up just yet. But yeah, you're right. Having someone who's a little bit more likable might just, you know, even if it doesn't necessarily help, even if the results kind of peter off a little bit, I think the problem with the last two coaches is that the players just kind of gave up midway through. And if you've got coaches that aren't necessarily like, the favourites of the playing group, then, you know, things can just keep getting worse and worse. So, yeah, 
Looking forward to seeing how the season plays out for Big Ange. Let's get him on the pod. So rare down under exclusive. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. <laughs> oh, my darling, my sweet darling baby boy. I want you to have something of mine before I die. What is it? I want you to have my so rare collection. Oh. It's worth well over 12 ethereum, and there's a Nicholas Storm card in there that I'm pretty sure is at last valuation was about 556 euros. Okay. But promise me one thing. Yes, darling, anything. Promise me you'll enter them into Cap 240 Super Rare every weekend for as long as you live. Oh, I promise. Promise me. I promise. <laughs> darling, what's the password? The password is... Yeah. The password is... The password, darling. The password. Young men, sir. Five hours later. Okay, just let me log in. Okay, human son. Fuck. Um, now, <laughs> Alster, we've got some pressing matters to deal with. We've had some Sereden under fans. They've they've mailed in, um, you know, the old-fashioned, put a, attach it to the bottom of an ale, fly it into the uh, Sereden under headquarters uh, for us to read out loud on the podcast and I guess for us to give some advice. Help me, Sir Rare Down Under. You're my only hope. Okay. All righty. Uh, yeah, I'll see how I can help. All right. So first one. Um, Dear Sir Rare Down Under, my wife won't let me wake up at 3 a.m. to watch K-League games, but I really want to put my players to the, in brackets, eye test. Any advice on how to get the wife on side? Kind regards, Sir Rare Down Under listener. Okay. Uh, did you leave a name? No, just it was anonymous. Ooh, anonymous. Okay, an anonymous K League fan. Um, yeah, look, that's tough. I mean, we've all been there. Um, we've all rolled over in the middle of the night to check our so rare data notifications and you know get an elbow on the ribs from the wife. Um, it's tough. Uh, I think with the K League, look, when I have you know a sports team that I want to follow, uh, and you know the wife's not on board, what I try and do is. Uh, find the hottest player on the team or find the hottest player in the league and, you know, start just, you know, leaving some photos around, you know, leave your laptop open, you know, and within the K-League you could, you know, leave it just a sneaky topless shot of Cho Gu-sung, you know, a little bit of a K-pop star looking guy, you know, leave that on the on the coffee table, you know, it might just catch her eye, catch her interest, you know. If you can start to kind of, you know, get her in through the attraction side of things, um, you know, then she might, you know, who knows, she might be getting up at 3 a.m. to watch them with you and then... Let's see where it goes from there. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about sex, right? Right. Okay, I like it. Um, all right, so keep moving forward. We've got plenty to get through. Um, the next one's from uh, Keith in Brisbane's southern suburbs. Um, Keith says, my friends keep saying it's irrelevant and I'm boring. Every time I bring up San Freche Hiroshima's strong end-of-season form, should I find new friends? Um. Well, first of all, thanks for your letter, Shane. And short answer is yes, you should find new friends. Um, if your friends don't sound freke, then your friends aren't worth a dollar, you know? So, look, 
it's one of the first things I ask new people that I meet networking events, you know, on the street, you know, if I run into them, I'm saying, do you know Sho Sasaki? Do you know Hayatawa Araki? Have you watched the J League highlights on YouTube? If they say no, I cut them out of my life, I move on. And I've done the same thing to existing friends as well. I send them a quick text. I say, what do you, how do you rate Kazuki Asako? Do you think you'll be the future J-League, uh, sorry, future Japanese keeper? And if they say no, again, cut them out. You've got to be ruthless. Okay, okay. Um, we've got Barbara from Perth, Elster. Barbara from Barbara. Perth wants to know, uh, I'm 10 weeks along in my pregnancy. I've already got three children. My eldest son, Ladino, my middle child, Sven Coombs second, and my youngest, Muhammad. Uh, they're about, obviously, expecting, about to get the sibling. What should I name my fourth child? It's Barbara Ooh. from Perth. Barbara. Spicy. Spicy Barbara, we shall call you. Um, look, that's a good, I mean, it's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, Ladino, that's a strong, strong name for a, for an eldest, obviously. Um, Sven Coombs a second. I mean, I can only assume she's got some kind of Nordic uh, background. Um, you know, Muhammad, I mean, that's a really, <laughs> is that a different father? I don't know. I don't know quite what's going on there. But um, look, fourth child, I would probably just leave it up to the So Rare Gods. I mean, I'm not, not sure if you play So Rare Barbara, um, you know, I can't really tell from from your question whether you do or not. But if you do play Soraya, you know, if it was m myself, I would probably put out a Cap 240 lineup and um, whoever's top scores in that lineup for the weekend, I'd probably just call them that. So, you know, for me, it would probably be something like Daniel Wass or maybe Xavier Mercier. Um, you know, Mercier is a middle name probably. So I would leave it up to Soraya Gods. And, you know, obviously, if you look at your son and you think of that, cap 240 win you think of the threshold that that son has brought in for you you know it'll make you love that child just a little bit more and let's just hope that muhammad doesn't get jealous um now we've got john from the uluru base camp uh, he said hey boys love the pod um been tuning in for a couple of months now uh, i'm 36 years old and single and i'm desperate i really want a girlfriend but the only thing i'm interested in is so rare what can i possibly talk about on a date without putting them off tough one Ooh. That is a tough one. Um, you know, we all know what it's like to constantly be bringing up Sorare in social situations. I mean, it's it's the first thing that comes to mind whenever I want to say anything. You know, I'm always trying to bring it back to thresholds. I'm trying to bring it back to super rares. You know, how can I possibly tie in the collection bonus into you know a, a conversation, especially on a date? So, look, I think unfortunately there's nothing aphrodisiacal. Aphrodisiacal. Aphrod there's no aphrodisiac. Nothing is an aphrodisiac. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Sarah <laughs> is not an aphrodisiac. Mate, <laughs> speak for yourself. I've got a Borak Yomaz poster in my room, and let me tell you, the lady's likey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, look, she doesn't love you for the... If she doesn't love Sarah, then she probably won't love you, so... I think you've just got to lean into it. I think you're right, Simon. I think you're absolutely spot on. And our last one here, Alistair, last bit of mail. This one comes from Jaden Smith. Uh, he said, boys, why do none of my friends want to talk about the economic, environmental, and social status of KV Mechelen FC? Tough one, that is. It's because they're cunts. <laughs> so right. All right. That was cool. it. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, I think it's time for some um, buy low, sell highs. What do you reckon? I let the stocks decide my move. Fuck! Fuck! 
damn it! Wait, is green good? Green's good. Okay, never mind. Let's knock it off. Let's knock it off. All right. I was going to say let's f*** this puppy, but I thought that's a bit much. <laughs> Enough profanity for one episode. Yeah. Okay. All right. Daddy's shown screen. Okay. All right. Let's start with a few bylaws. Okay. Can you see my screen, Simon? I can. Hello, old friend. I've he missed is you. an old friend. He is an old friend. Look, I was thinking today, and I mean, again, I do not recommend in any way, shape, or form that you go out and buy MLS players with the intention of flipping them for more at the start of next season. Not a good but idea. You're about to do that, aren't you? I'm about to do that, though. Exactly. Um, but that is not to say that if you want to play America next year, that there's not some bargains available. You know, they again, these may not... Prices might go off a cliff completely by the start of next MLS season. We don't know. But... If you're just in it to buy some quality players and you want to really smash America during the off-season, I think Walker Zimmerman is an absolute bargain at the moment. I think he's injured at the moment, but he's he's quality, and I think he's he's one of those players that he's 30 years old. He's MLS till he dies. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. He's contracted with Nashville for quite some time, and you know he is he's decisive, dangerous. He's one of the best players in the team. Um, and yeah, if you're starting to think about maybe building up an America squad for this season or next season, I think Walker should be on the list. I don't know, man. He's kind of got Saudi energies. Big old Walker Zimmerman rolling around in Qatar. You reckon Walker Zimmerman? You know, centre back for Al Khitad? Maybe we'll see. Okay, is actually a, a real. I've just realised that these are all blasts from your past, Simon, and it was not oh intentional. Um, next one, you may remember this. Get the popcorn, French gent. Hello, uh, my son, Flavian, old <laughs> Flavian. Flavian. So, Flavian, um, as you you know will remember, kind of fell down the pecking order at Ren. Um, he has just moved to Samsonspor in the Turkish Super League. Um, not a fantastic team by any stretch, but look, a lot of the teams in the Turkish Super League aren't fantastic teams. So as long as they're avoiding your Fenerbahce's, your Galatasaray's, you know, these guys could do okay. Um, made his debut, uh, on the weekend, got an assist against Galatasaray. So, uh, not a bad start for Flavian there. And I just feel like a player of his quality in Turkey should do really well. So, um, at point three zero three six for his rare, point two five for his super rare. I reckon play on. I, I'm generally, I don't. I, it's probably not smart to just make a snap decision, but I would really like a Flavian Tate. I guess it's like it's why people always go back to ex girlfriends. You know, it's the comfortability of what you know. But yes. him in Turkey, that's I. I really rate that main man, mm. main man, Alistair. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Go back to your old ex-girlfriend, Flavian Tate. Yeah, I mean, he's hurt me. Let's, he let's fits not... like a glove. Yeah, let's not put that under the carpet. He has hurt me in the past, but I'm like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm ready changed. to hurt again. He's a changed man. He's Turkish now. <laughs> anyway, okay, and another one that, again, I forgot completely that was in your gallery is old boy Oliver Zelenica. Um, so Oliver was rumoured to go somewhere. I will edit that in in post he was rumored to go somewhere in the off season didn't go plays for Verazdin, who are kind of like a mid-table team at uh, in the croatian super league um but look i think at the moment goalkeepers are at a bit of a premium especially good challenger goalkeepers they're either playing for teams that are terrible like upen 
or you know, in, you know, Volendam, who are just getting pumped five nil every week, um, or they're really expensive. So this is a kind of like a bit of a sweet spot in the challenger realm. Point two eight for his rare at the moment, and look, he does okay. He's got pretty good AA. Um, you know, you can see there against Hajduk Split, he got sixty without a clean sheet. You know, keeps a clean sheet pretty regularly and can get into those dark greens for you. So. I think if you're looking for a challenger goalkeeper, I think this guy is probably the best of the cheaper options. And if he does move back to the club I mentioned earlier that I'm going to insert, um, I think that'd be a good move for him as well. So, yeah, a bit of upside with old Oliver. It's always good to see an old friend doing cool. well. All righty. Well, that, that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, that brings me now to my cell haze. As we go in, we're in the matrix right now. Um, okay, so this one's going to be controversial, but it was going to happen at some point. Big Lenal. Big conspiracy theory Lenal. Um, Don't get at me At some started. point. Oh! Ah! Oh, you unzipped me! Don't... At some point, the corruption's got to end. At some point, there's going to be an investigation and people are going to stop just like, you know falling over as he waltz, waltzes past them at some point. No. Conspiracy aside, I I think everyone last weekend, especially, well, all the messy owners would have been rudely, you know, their morning coffee would have been rudely disrupted by the news that Lionel Messi was not going to go and play um, against Atlanta on the weekend. He was going to stay home and eat the most atrocious-looking pizza you've ever seen, um, which quick segue on the pizza. Everyone's, you know, myself included, giving the pizzeria a lot of shit and I'm sure it's probably been the worst week of their that pizzeria's life to have the Twitter world ablaze with hate but I will stand up for the pizzeria in that I'm not, I'm certain that's not the normal pizza they make I'm certain that Lionel Messi is a professional footballer he's probably a bit of a health freak and he said can you give me a large margarita pizza hold the cheese hold all the good stuff just put a bunch of tomato on there and the old olive that's all I need so they've been like, all right, it's Lionel Messi. We're going to make it for him. Uh, and as a result, I feel like they're probably, you know, getting a, a little bit too much hate. Hey, Nick Manette. It's, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, 100%. <laughs> cool. All right. Back so, to Lionel. Going back to Lionel um, Messi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always, uh, I, yeah, I'll, you know, wait for some Simon response, and if I get ten seconds of dead air time, I'll crack on. Um, no, but more seriously, I think last week was just a good reminder that although he is the goat and he's gonna score you a hundred pretty much every week, there's gonna be random weeks where they just go, "Oh, we're just gonna rest him because you know it's turf, or you know we've got a game coming up and we don't want to hurt our boy." Um, you know, that's gonna happen from time to time, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those ones where I feel like, you know, if he misses the another game, his price might drop down a little bit more. Uh, if the conspiracy, will, you know, stops for a couple of games, his price might drop down a little bit more. So Lionel Messi, bit of a controversial one, but I don't like having players in my gallery that I'm not 100% certain they're going to start. And I feel like there might be a little bit of doubt with Lionel at the moment. I do agree 100%. Um, I would just say, like, to play devil's advocate, I guess you could almost say the same about mm -hmm. every top-tier player in Europe as well at the moment, obviously with Champions League going on and all the rotation that's probably going to be happening around that. Um, but 
yeah, I, I definitely see your point. It's a good point. Okay, this week's Selhay, every good player in Europe. <laughs> Look, the Selhays are always a bit of a struggle. Sometimes they're more obvious than others. Uh, I, was, I, I will be. I will admit I'm, I'm struggling a little bit this week. Okay, next one we got on the list is Christian Romero. Obviously, gave him a bit of a shout-out earlier. Um, you know, he's had some... Big scores to start the to start the year. Um, big old hundred there with a clearance off the line for Argentina. Scored a goal against Burnley. You know he's on fire. Um, scored a goal against Brentford as well. I this is just one of those ones where unless you know it could be that just Ange Ball has completely changed the way the team plays and he might be just an absolute weapon all year. But I do look at these scores from last year and I am a little bit terrified of him reverting to the mean. Um, and I think, you know, 0.22, if we look at his price graph from last year when he was kind of, you know, not as good. Let's have a look here. Yeah, so he's shot up in obviously this year, but, you know, 0.06, 0.07, that's kind of where he was last year. So if he does revert to his kind of normal scores, you know, there could be quite a significant drop-off in his price, so just be aware of that. Yeah, take the money and run. Mad. Alrighty, look, we're uh, we're almost running out of time, but Simon, the international break may not have yielded you diddly shit in terms of Sarer output, but you still had your eye closely on all the games that were going on. Uh, you've got some shitters for us. Look, I my shitters just go out to the people I mentioned at the start of the pod. Um, I've actually got to go run. I've got to go to my netball game now, so <laughs> I've got to. Wrap up. <laughs> okay, cool. My shitters are the team, the whole teams from before. Okay, I did not realize you'd already. <laughs> All right, well, enjoy your netball game, Simon. I'm glad you've got your priorities straight. Um, big game for the netball team, is it? Our first game we're actually playing. It's a social cop with friends, um, which makes it a little bit less sad and cool. Okay, okay. Well, look. Good luck, I guess. Um... <laughs> we'll cut the podcast short there. Sorry, listeners at home. Uh, Simon's got a netball game, so too bad, so sad. We'll see you next week. All right. Well, um, look, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Obviously, a little bit of a different show this week, um, talking about A-League and some sort of non sarah relevant topics. But, um, yeah, no, it's been great to have Sarah relevant in Australia once again. Um, the Australian Twitter community were, were a small but strong one. Um, and everyone's been super excited. Um, and yeah, it's all uh, looking positive. Looking forward to, you know, a run of regular fixtures, hopefully, um, and potentially some buying some limiteds before our next ep, which is exciting. Amen. Looking forward to it. And yeah, let's. Uh, I'm going to go and uh, sit myself in front of the couch and watch Melbourne City pummel the shit out of some Loatian team. <laughs> let's do it. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. See you, mates. Thank you.